Super Talk Mississippi media production. State Treasurer David McRae is returning record amounts of money to Mississippians, whether it's through the College and Career Savings Program or the millions in unclaimed money awaiting your claim. Treasurer David McRae says get your application and claims today. Treasury.ms.gov. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the Good Things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now, don't forget, you can listen to Good Things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Super Talk TV. We say it all the time. You should join us over on the Good Things Facebook group if you'd like to keep up with all the fun things we have going on on the show. If you're on the book of faces if you waste your time there scrolling you might as well put something positive into your day and you can do that easy by going to your search bar type in good things with Rebecca Turner pops up and then click and join and you'll see a mind-boggling question for you today to ponder because you know we really do need to think about the more important questions (laughs) in life I hope you know us well enough here uh, by now to know that's probably a smidge bit of sarcasm just a bit just a bit to it but sometimes it's fun just to ponder things and this got actually talking around uh some friends in another circle and it was this idea would you rather have telekinesis which is the ability to move things with your mind or have i guess is it telepathy telepathy as i say telepathy the ability to read minds so you get to choose one with both like involve your um, mind but one being you know a little bit different moving things with your mind versus being able to um, read things uh, with your mind and so you can let us know 601-879-4395 or you can hit us up over over on the good things facebook group um on the Facebook post. So what would you do, Rhino? What would you choose? Uh, I would choose telepathy unless it's like the uh, What Women Want movie with Mel Gibson where it's all the time, like you can't turn it off. I think that would be a little terrifying if you were in everybody's minds all the time and you couldn't stop it. But if it's one of those where it's like you look at somebody and then you focus and then you can read their minds, I'd pick that. That would, yes, I don't know. I I don't know. I kind of like what Tony says, uh, or I think it's he, said move things. I'm shocked by what comes out of people's mouths. I wouldn't want to know what doesn't make it out. <laughs> but maybe if you got the selection, like you got to choose whose mind you read versus just, you know, I went to thinking of what's the movie, God Almighty, or no, um, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Almighty. Almighty. He is God. He is. Yes. Uh, he's not a God Almighty, but he's playing that Bruce Almighty in the in the film. And he hears the prayers and hears the things all the time. It doesn't stop. So that would be really overwhelming. Oh, yeah. But if you could, I mean, you could utilize that super 
power uh, to your ability in a lot of different ways if you could just sort of turn it on and sort of turn it off. I could make a whole lot of money in politics. Well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'd be like, I'd debate anybody. Who you want me to debate? Um, yeah, just ask me a question. The only catch is the opponent answers first <laughs> and then there needs to be like a little bit of a pause so then i can read like what do they say oh shoot oh shoot you know whatever and that would be um that would be a lot of fun um as well but the moving the things with your mind could be fun too i mean you would have a you'd little... literally have the force who has who had like what super person hero uh, fictional obviously who has that power already that could like move things uh just moving things i don't know of any off the top of my head because usually in the, the realm of superheroes if you have one of those powers you have both like uh professor x from the x-men movies where he's in the wheelchair he has telekinesis and telepathy uh one of his students gene gray has telekinesis and telepathy so that those two tend to get linked together in, in superheroes I like what Jim said, move things. He thought about it, which we appreciate when you ponder these deep and philosophical questions here on good things. Because what else are you going to do with your day? Worry about politics? Nah. Should you be able to move things with your mind or read people's minds? That's what you should really be pondering today. And he says, move things is my answer. Because if someone sees me move things with my mind, I already know what they are thinking. <laughs> just like, what? I just feel like the little... You know, the jokester in all of us, that could just be fun. In meetings that are going south, in schoolrooms or classrooms where things just need to have a little more fun. And then I can't really think of a reason why that would be a helpful thing, necessarily. It would really be more of a party trick. Or you well, just I mean, being the mind the is limitless. Like, the, the human mind, well, it's not limitless, but it... It's capable of so much more than we give it credit for. So I would imagine if you had telekinesis, you could pick up just about anything you could imagine. So, for example, if in the realm of superheroes, if something was falling from a tall building and you needed to save somebody, you could use telekinesis to catch it. Even though physically you wouldn't have a snowball's chance in Hades of catching that much weight, with your mind, you could do it. Brad Cooney says, I'd like both. I mean, it's good things. You can do whatever you want to. You can twist this to whatever floats your boat, both so I could uh, know if they were talking smack about me, and then I could mentally toss a toaster at them. I think the only bad thing about being able to read minds is you would have to be able to, you know, not everything that comes out of it. Some folks think things, and then they have the filter, and they don't. it doesn't come out just because it shouldn't, but it shouldn't because they don't want to like they don't want you to know it because not because they don't want you to know what they're thinking, but also because they do care for you and don't always want you to know exactly what they're thinking. So I think we have a filter for a reason. So I don't know if everything that's going on up there should always make it out. And then depending on the day, man, you you wouldn't want to hear what goes to him. That's just like, you know, chatter like you think she's crazy and partly true like if you think about it like if you put your thoughts someone could just listen to your brain from sun up to sundown they would probably check you in somewhere by the end of the day and that's all of us we're all part mad to some capacity or some degree and so 
<laughs> That's why the phrase intrusive thoughts has entered the popular lexicon. Because yes. it, that, that's a psychological term for invasive thoughts, intrusive thoughts, thoughts that enter your mind and that most folks just go, ah, that's dumb, and just let it go, while some folks sit there and harp on it and concentrate on it, and some folks even just let it come out. So I mentioned on the text line, Bewitch, she did have, like, she could wiggle her nose, and then things would move. So that's, um, I guess she kind of That's telekinesis. That. She kind of sort of had that, I guess. Um, but I don't know if I want to wiggle. That would give it away, right? If you if you wiggled your nose, you just want to be able to sit back and kind of and kind of do things. Mike from Chicago said telepathy could be a huge disappointment. That's true. That is really true. I think for a lot of wives, we would be really let down by the things our husbands are thinking about every day. Like we're the, probably be let down by how little they're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> like nothing, that tends to be the disconnect really in relationships. Is the is woman, going on. Yeah. yeah, the woman thinks there there's a lot of thought going on, and the dude's just brain in neutral. Just <laughs> could have a really serious look, like they're they're solving all the world's problems, and upstairs it's just. <laughs> there was a, I guess a thing going around TikTok, which not on it, but just hearing through the grapevine, and all of these women were asking their husbands how often do you think about the Roman Empire and just seeing what they would say, like randomly, I guess you just sort of set up the video and then catch it. And then it was like astonishing how many men think about it more often than not some. It's like, what are you talking about? And then others, it was like a genuine, you know, almost daily or, you know, weekly or like think about it often or, you know, and I'm, you know, it's one of those things where, why, why, why are we, why are we, why are we thinking about that? If we're not like a history teacher or history buff so i mean do you find yourself rhino just thinking about the roman empire on a daily basis does it ever maybe just not a daily basis cross your mind yeah for fairly often because it's why in what context like what triggers the romans would have done that differently well it's like the first step of thinking backwards like you you have for example we i've talked about on the air about all the the seismic activity going on in iceland where they had something like 1,400 earthquakes in a 48-hour period, had to evacuate a town of 3,000 people because the volcano is going to blow up right there at some point in the near future. Going down that rabbit hole, I thought backwards in times like, well, how would they have dealt with this in Roman times? How would they have dealt with this in prehistory? And it's just, just the way my brain works. Is Rhino alone, or does somebody else think about the Roman Empire? Not on a daily basis, but triggered to then think about it. 601-879-4395. Good conversation over on the C Spire text line. we got more for you coming up next. Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. 
Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Something big's happening downtown. Good things are going on. So many good things happening on main streets and downtowns across the Magnolia State. So today we're highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend. It is brought to you by the Mississippi Main Street Association. So don't forget, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events. And Starkville, it's going to be a big weekend for you guys. You've got the 51st annual Starkville Holiday Bazaar. And joining us is Paige to tell us a little bit more. Hey, Paige. Hey, Rebecca, thank you so much for having me on today. The 51st annual, that means this has been around for a hot second. For a hot second, but every year has just gotten better and better. And so this year's event kicked off uh, wonderfully, and we're just getting started and are looking forward to today and tomorrow. So have you made all 50, 50 events so far? Oh, yes. Everything's been wonderful. We have about uh, 75 different vendors booths and nearly 50 different vendors. They have wonderful, wonderful Christmas gifts. A lot of them are handmade that you can't find anywhere else. Um, so this really is the perfect event to kind of kick off the holiday season and uh, just get everybody in the Christmas spirit. Okay, so this is obviously something popular for it to grow over the last five decades. I'd be interested to know, Paige, if you've got someone that's been to all 50 of them. That would be a really unique story to see if someone has been to all or even had a vendor at all of them that would even be uh kind of cool yeah um i know i'll have to ask around but i'm not sure off the top of my head but there are some people that have been coming for years and years so we're proud to have them so and then people look forward to this i know when you have the larger events like this people look like they have their shopping list they know what they're going to do so let's talk about some of those vendors this is still kind of like your local main street um people who come and get the booths and this just sort of all gathered into one great location then you also have other small businesses that like drive in and make the effort to come and choose Startville to put on their list of places to set up shops. So what is kind of that rationale of, of all the vendors, like where they're coming from? They're small businesses is what I was trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. So we have so many wonderful small businesses. About a third of them are local to Startville and the Golden Triangle. And then the rest are from everywhere across the southeast, a lot of Mississippi, a lot of different places in our state, as well as Alabama, Louisiana, Tennessee, Georgia. Um, so I think those are our furthest uh, states away. But, you know, they love coming to these vendor shows, and I'm proud that they love to come to Startville. So we always, um, well, they say we do a good job here, and we love that it's in the middle of a week. So it re- truly is like a tourist, you know, attraction to get people from all over to come, shop all day, eat in our restaurants in Startville, visit our own small uh, businesses that are here that are downtown uh, that may or may not be here at the show, and just enjoy our community. So if we're making plans to come, or maybe we're hearing it for the first time, uh, Paige, and we've never been, but this is right up our alley, kind of give us the walk down. Do you have to buy tickets? Is there, like, parking involved? Like, what do we do? Yeah, absolutely. So tickets are $5 at the door, and there is a free parking garage, and everything is at the mill at MSU. So this has been a Startwell tradition for years, and it originally started on campus as a show to get people um, Christmas shopping in town before they left home for the holidays, and so our Main Street Association's had it maybe 10 years or more now. Um, this is my sixth year to kind of be in of it, and it's just grown every year and gotten better and better, so we're really excited. Do you have an estimate of, like, over the years, how, what big a, a crowd this draws? I know you have your lots of vendors, but the, the size of people who will be coming to this? 
Yeah, we usually anticipate about 2,000 people that walk through. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really great, um, and the sales always do really good. It's been interesting to see them for a six-year time period myself, um, and so I think we're anticipating pretty large numbers this year. And, of course, you know, um, we make money off the vendor boost for the Main Street Association, all of the funds. Uh, raised from this go to the Main Street Association so we can continue to do wonderful things. So, and then of course we are, we remit the tax back to, um, the state and that comes back to the city for, for us for hosting this event. So, so it's a it's nice little ecosystem. Like a win-win. Yeah. Yeah. Little, it is a, a great tax ecosystem and economic ecosystem. Well, too, and then y'all have got other things coming up. I know this holiday season, I mean, I, poor Thanksgiving, but it is next week. <laughs> but then after yeah, that, I, Paige, are there any, um, events on the horizon that you want to put in people's ears? Yes. Well, the Startable Christmas Parade is always super special. Our Startable Christmas Parade presented by Reeves is Monday, November 27th, and we are very fortunate. Ours is always the Monday after Thanksgiving, and we get to have the famous Maroon Band, which just makes all the difference. It truly is a spectacular show. And then we're going to cap things off before MSU commencement weekend on Thursday, December 7th, with the Budweiser Clydesdales coming to town. Fun! Those those are the next two things on the agenda. So, Where will they be if families want to bring the kids out to see them? Downtown. um, We're going to have a a route that we put out, and it'll be at 6 o'clock on Thursday the 7th, and then our Christmas parade is 6 o'clock on Monday, November 27th. Will your unofficial pet mayor get to meet the Clydesdales? (laughs) They will, and the pet mayor will be in the Christmas parade as well. (laughs) (laughs) Remind me his name. I feel like I should know it now, but... Mr. Mr. Pet Mayor Buster Camp. Yes, that's... He will be present. He will be present. He he is... Yes, he should meet the Clydesdale. I think that makes for a great photo and opportunity. But Paige, where can we go to get all the information for the upcoming uh, Holiday Bazaar, and then also for anything else that's going on in Startful this upcoming holiday season? The one-stop shop is startable.org. We have an events calendar. You can see the button straight at the top, and we are just slam-packed. So we're excited, and we just love everyone getting to town and enjoying the community. Well, I appreciate your time here. and so, But I'm going to say happy Thanksgiving first, and then maybe we'll get yeah. you back, and then I'll hold off on the Merry Christmas. How about that? <laughs> Yes, I am a big Thanksgiving girl, um, so I love it. I don't like to rush the seasons, but it's just the nature of the beast in this this kind of world. But, yeah, I'm with you on that. Happy oh. Thanksgiving, Rebecca. All righty, Paige. All right, and if you're not in the Startville area, but you still want to get some shopping on or maybe enjoy a little wine while you're doing, we got Carolyn uh, Burks. She is with the Laurel Main Street Association. They got it going on, too. So, hey, Carolyn. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. All this great shopping and reasons just to get out and, you know, um, sip a little and spend a little and have and have a good time. So what's going on in Laurel? Definitely. We, um, so Friday night, we have our last wind down of the season. So it's our, it's your last chance to, you know, grab a, a taste of up to, I believe we have like 23 different wines that you can try and 23 different stores to shop in that'll be participating. Plus our restaurants will be open. Um, so it's a great time to really experience Laurel and, you know, get a, a jump start on that holiday shopping. So this is, if this is ending the season, the wind down season, that means that you guys do this sort of often. Do you find when the Main Street puts together these type of events that it really does bring the crowd out to sort of support it and then get people coming and foot traffic into the local merchants? Oh, for sure. Um, it is probably one of our 
most looked forward to events. Um, we do six of them a year, so we do three in the spring and three in the fall. Um, and it's really just a great way for folks to get downtown after hours because, you know, so many of our stores carry the same, you know, business hours as a lot of their, their shoppers. So it gives people an opportunity to just have a little extra time to come poke around. Um, and as a, a business owner myself, I can definitely say that those, those extra hours make a difference. Um, so our business owners love it as well. And this, I know we feel like we're always skipping over Thanksgiving, but not really. We're just doing a little pre-shopping, then we'll give Turkey their day, and then we'll get really geared up. But how important is it to your main streets um, and your businesses when people get out early, start thinking about those Christmas lists, shopping and spending, you know, where they where they live? Well, it's it's always nice to have kind of a a heads up about how the season's going to go. And so we feel like these kind of events are always a good um, bell cow for what people are looking for and, you know, how they're shopping, what they're shopping for. So it gives our retailers a little bit of time to sort of pivot and make sure that they have, you know, what people are, what people are after this season, what the trends are um, and make sure they have plenty in stock so that there's, you know, everybody gets what they want on their list. So how does the wine work? Let's get down to the real things. Do I need a ticket? <laughs> Do I need to <laughs> turn over so my... You can, you can purchase tickets early. We um, have an Eventbrite link on our website, which is just laurelmainstreet.com. Um, you can go to our signature events, and you'll see Wine Down listed. And you can purchase your tickets early, or you can purchase the night of at our entrance tent. But um, a $20 ticket gets you a um, reusable wine tumbler. And so you take that tumbler from store to store, and you can have a, a sample of whatever wine they're pouring, you know, or not, if that's not, that type isn't your thing. But um, it that cup uh, guarantees that you get to taste all the wines we have available. And we even have a few places that serve beer. So if wine isn't your thing, we, we're not counting you out. <laughs> Do they um, get to choose to the um, businesses get to choose the wine that they serve, Caroline, or is it sort of? organized in a, in a more, I guess, formal way than that? Um, it's a little bit of both. We work with a local um, liquor store that provides us probably their top-selling wines um, of the, the month so um, or anything new that they have that people might want to try. And so we lay those out, and then businesses actually get to choose from, from that assortment. So there's always, you know, good reds, whites, rosés, Sparkling, so we try to have a really good selection so that no matter what kind of wine you prefer, um, there's something down here that you'll like, and you may even find a new favorite. All right, Carolyn, well, I appreciate your time encouraging folks to get downtown in Laurel this Friday and wind down and shop, and looking forward to a great holiday season for you guys, too. Thank you. All righty, and don't forget, you can always find out what's going on in your town at msmainstreet.com slash calendar, but stick with us. we got more good things for you coming up next. Beat, positive, and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. Everyone knows all about my direction, and in my heart somewhere I'm going. Still I don't go there 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And don't forget, you can also watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to Supertalk TV. Now, coming up tomorrow, that would be Thursday, Middays with Gerard Gibbert. We'll be at the Jackson Convention Center in downtown Jackson for the End It for Good Shift Drugs and Addiction Summit. Speakers from across the country will be together to explore the root causes of harm from drugs and solutions to addiction. If you want more information or go ahead and get a ticket and plan to go tomorrow, you can do that at enditforgood.com. And then Sports Talk Mississippi, they're going to be live at the sports book inside the Golden Moon Casino at Pearl River Resort coming up tomorrow. You're going to learn about everything happening from golf and gaming to live events and great dining. And you can find all of that information over at pearlriverresort.com or just keep it tuned right here to Super Talk and you'll get both uh, throughout the day tomorrow. You've also got a good headline over at supertalk.fm. If you want to read something, I guess, positive about our state, there was 100 magnolias that were planted at LaFleur's Bluff Complex, which helped upgrade um, part of the upgrades to that area. If you know where that part is, it's where the Children's Museum and the park and the Mississippi um, Museum of Natural Science is also located. And so they had the funds to go around and plant just about every kind of magnolia you could possibly uh, think who knew that there were other varieties than just I guess the magnolia that we are uh, accustomed to but apparently there are lots of different kinds and it's going to be a beautiful feature as it grows into itself and it matures and you'll be able to see it I think from the interstate to some of the the beautiful plants as they grow and blossom there and obviously it was a nod to our great state and the magnolias there the museum district sees an average of 369,000 visitors and it contributes about six million in visitor spending throughout the year and now they're going to get the sweet smell of magnolias whenever they come. The sultry smell. The sultry smell. It is a wonderful smell. And it's so sad to me when you pick a magnolia because they're beautiful. But when you pick them, they do not translate well to keeping them. Like they no. don't last very long. But the smell and the delicacy of the, of the petals, it's like if you do have one in your backyard or maybe know someone who does, you want to bring it with you, but it doesn't last very long but magnolia scent is a very popular scent among candles and such because it does just have that sweet sort of fragrance it may be sacrilegious especially living in mississippi but i always preferred honeysuckle over magnolia smell (gasps) they're very similar very similar but just that little difference is all it takes do you remember being convinced the first time to enjoy a honeysuckle honeysuckle oh yeah who convinced you to do it I believe it was a kid on the playground because there was a honeysuckle vine going along the, the chain link See, fence there. that's when you know you grew up right. When you had a playground or like wherever you played and they, it just had been, the fence had been there so long. It had sort of just morphed into, I guess, the backdrop or the backdrop had sort of just morphed into the fence. And then you had that kind of either honeysuckle or even you had muscadine vines that kind of sort of intertwined. And they brought you in from the smell. And then it's, I wonder who the first person was that was like, let me see if there's something in here worth having. I mean, out of the honeysuckle. Probably I mean, somebody sitting there it. watching a bird do the same thing. Go, wait a second. Wonder what they're, good enough ah, for them. That's a, I'd never, I never thought about that. Yeah. They're doing it. Why, why not sort of give it a try? You're definitely not going to get full off of it, but no. it is, 
something that should be, I guess, enjoyed or tried. What's the then point? again, you can make jelly out of kudzu, so there's there's all kind of crazy stuff out there. There's legit efforts in, within the culinary world um, to try to figure out something, to do something with, with kudzu. Because imagine if you really did, if you could really create a viable way of incorporating it into your everyday or as a side dish condiment. I mean, jellies only go so far. Right. Cook it some way that it actually tastes decent. Not that you would necessarily make a fortune because kudzu is growing everywhere, but it would be nice to know that you could do something with it. Well, it would be beneficial in the developing parts of the world because it doesn't take a whole lot to grow it. It grows very quickly and takes over plenty of land. So if you could develop a way to make it palatable and easy to make easy to fix, then they do all you got to do. Yeah, you just ship kudzu to a place where they have a hard time with food. Plant it, give them the recipe, and go here. You'll be able to eat all you want. <laughs> you will be tired of kudzu, but you will be full and satisfied. They do that with rice. They are, there's ways that they can use technology through engineering and gen- genetically modifying, which I know those are scary words for some folks whenever you start thinking about food. But on the flip side, if you can engineer or create strains of um, varieties, I guess, of rice or other things that can not only be like a carbohydrate for, for sustaining life, but then also add in more protein that can sustain life, then it's a hard argument with me that that's not a good thing to do um, when you can provide when someone can get that two in one kind of thing. I never thought about kudzu, though, but I don't know how it would be, you know, rice already has the components of a carbohydrate and a, you could add beef up the protein. The kudzu, it's just kind of one of those non-starchy vegetables. You'd have to eat like a five gallon bucket. <laughs> you have to wilt a whole bunch You'd of have it. to wilt a whole bunch of it to be able to to get any kind of um, daily value of, of any nutrient other than fiber uh, probably out of it. So, but you know what? Somebody out there probably has the the link to that. So, you keep you keep experimenting with your kudzu and sort of figuring it and figuring that out. Speaking of food, though, today is National Clean Out Your Refrigerator Day. How often do you do that? Like, how often do you go through? And look at and turn over and look at the dates. This isn't just like clean out last week's leftovers that need to get out so you can put more food in. This is like go in, check the dates, make sure everything is cleaned up or cleaned out. How often do you do that? Uh, Ever since moving into the new place, it's been about once every month or two. Really? Yeah, because... I've, I'm the only person that lives in my place, whereas the old place, I had several different roommates in and out, and it just kind of, you wind up with that thing in the back of the fridge that, was that two roommates ago? Why is that still in the fridge? I don't know whose it is. Don't touch it. But but now it's me in the fridge, so it's only me putting food in, me taking food out. It's only me to blame if something gets left in there and starts you, growing. You tell fridge, I take better care of you now. It's just me and you. <laughs> well, it is a lot nicer fridge than I had at the old place, too. So I am not good at this. This is we've moved more in the last maybe five years than I would care to to say, like in terms of rent anyway. And really, I find myself I only do it when forced. So that is forced to 
to do it if we're if we're having to move. And then usually the fridge is like the last thing you pack up. It's the very last thing. And it's the thing that you hate doing the most because then you actually have to deep clean it, too. And then that's a whole thing. And that's when you start looking at, do I really want to put this in a box and carry it to the next place? What's the expiration date? How much do we use it? And kind of whittle it down from, from there. Oh, yeah. But when you start doing that, you really can find yourself going, why in the world? This thing went out in 2017, and here we are, however many years later, and it's still hanging out in the door of my of my refrigerator. Spices, too, man. That's one that, because you will buy things not knowing that you have three garlic salts at the house, but you've got your recipe that says you're going to need a teaspoon of it, and you're like, do I still have that? I don't know. That's how I wound up with three different brands of paprika. I don't think I'll ever use them before they go bad. <laughs> no. And they're probably still good. They've left oh, they've yeah. lost a little bit of their flavor, but they are actually They're not quite as bright red as they used to be, but it still tastes like paprika. Um <laughs> Y'all have enough in the fridge to clean out. I ain't living right, Jeff Jeff says in Pontiac. I get that. Not necessarily like food food, but more of like the the things that gather. You know the one thing that gathers in a lot of house like and I don't know whether you put it in your refrigerator or maybe you just have that drawer for it, but it's the condiments that come with takeout. Now I know some condiments that come with takeout, like the extra salad dressings and salsas and all that. They have to go in the refrigerator. It's just common sense. But for whatever reason we have like a little I guess um shelf but it doesn't have like something that slips out so ketchups mustards all those get packed in there and i don't know why in the refrigerator and i swear they never get used ever hardly but i i feel compelled to keep them i actually do use them i've i brought a whole drawer from the old place that was just condiments i took the time while packing up to get all the packets that looked like they'd been like a pinhole opened or they had schmutz on them or something and just i got all the clean nice packets that looked like they were still decent put them in a bag and took them to the new place and i have yet to have to buy a bottle of ketchup at the new place because i'm still using ketchup packets that i brought from the old place hey i mean you technically paid for it once you might as well get your money's worth if not it just goes into the trash but yeah that's like the little shelf that never that things go to die in our refrigerator but if you need to clean that if you have felt like you needed to give your refrigerator a freshen up or today is the day to do it but stick with us we got more for you coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good Things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. I want to follow where she goes. I think about her and she knows it. I want to let it take control Cause every time that she gets closer She pulls me in enough to keep me guessing 
that's a good thing. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from that Supertalk app. Hope you've taken the time to download that. You can always find us too on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And you got a little while longer for you to be able to register for the Hardy and Laney Wilson uh, concert. They are coming to Mississippi on December the 9th. And Supertalk Mississippi is giving you a chance to see them live. You will get a pair of tickets to the show. You'll get a limo ride to and from the show. And you'll get a night's stay at the Beau Rivage plus a guitar autographed by Hardy. So if you want to find out how to do that, then go to supertalk.fm slash Hardy to find a registration box near you and register. You got to be in it to win it. And I think we knew or said said at one point when they were doing that drawing. Do you know that, Rhino? It's before the ninth. Off the top of my head, no, but I might be able to find it. That is totally fine. That is totally fine. And if that is not a concert that you can make, maybe you'll get excited about this one. Travis Tritt is making a stop in Cleveland and Brandon in the spring of 2024. So you can find that story over at supertalk.fm. He's coming to the Brandon Amphitheater. I know um, they're in the Brandon one and then also um, in Cleveland. So if you are a 90s country fan, then this may be one that you want to get out and uh, get out and enjoy. I like all the resurgence of those that you feel like their career maybe I don't want to say it's a comeback, but I just it would be one I think it would be a fun one to to sort of get out um, get out and enjoy for sure. Here's one thing that you may have done when you were a kid but it but it did not turn into inspiring a movie. Did you play Jenga growing up? Oh yeah. Did you play it well into your adult life? Or would you still go to, like, if you see, if you see a Jenga set stacked up somewhere, are it's you tempting, go, to, go it's mess tempting with it, yeah. to go and mess with it and try and, and do it? it you, it's almost like you can't not walk over and just, do you always, do you go for the side or do you go for the middle? I've, I'm one of those people, I feel like if you're going for the middle, you you're already losing because... That doesn't take as much skill, and it's not nearly as daring. And the whole point of Jenga is to kind of be bold. So this is bold. A British Columbia 15-year-old broke two of his own Guinness World Records for stacking Jenga blocks. That doesn't sound very interesting, does it? Until you realize the base is composed of a single block. So he takes a single block at the bottom, and then he has to engineer it up and not fall. What do you think his current record is in blocks yep i'm gonna say 514 blocks 1840 jenga blocks wow. on a single block and then he's the other one that he broke was 900 giant giant jenga blocks on a single block that's a lot of jenga blocks 1840 at what point are you just so anyway, his skills caught the attention of Hallmark and they said, you know what we can make out of this? A Christmas movie. <laughs> There's a love story in here somewhere. There's going to be some snow. The Jenga champion in the big city comes back to the small town to meet <laughs> meet the homely girl wearing plaid with a dog. 
Yes, so his skills call. They'll just swap the genders. It'll be the same story. They turned his story into the film A World Record Christmas, which is premiering Thursday. I guess that would be tomorrow. Um, he's a came he is a cameo in the film, but he's not playing himself. Ah, okay. Because I mean, I don't know, you may not have acting skills and so that's very awkward. I think it'd be also very awkward to play yourself. Like it would be really weird. To yeah, because you got a director sitting there in the little director chair telling you how to act like you, and you're like, I'm I, me! I, I know how I would react to this situation. Um, anyway, so uh, that that I'm sure we will we will end up watching it at some point because tis tis the season for that. They're already starting the Christmas um, movies out on Hallmark. But if you would like to see how that came about, I'm sure there's a fun story behind it. There's got to be a love angle to it, or they just added that. Um, added that into it. They so. both go for the same Jenga piece at the same time, and their hands touch, and their eyes meet, and, and then the music fall plays. Fall in love. I have an answer on the contest. It ends next Friday. Oh, good. Somebody knows their their business, and they're waiting for it. So that's a that's a good sign. So that's next Friday for Hardy and Laney Wilson. So if you are wanting to get registered, you got a week, folks. So get out and do that, and good luck to you for it. But thank you for sticking with us. You guys really do make good things great. The conversation never ends on the Good Things Facebook group. We'd love to have you there. Stick with us, though. you got more up next with the boys from 3 to 6 with Sports Talk Mississippi. But Rhino and I will meet you back here tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things. Yeah, good things for you. Yeah, good things for you. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.